This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Recorded live. Awesome, awesome. Amen, amen, amen. Sister Monica, you mind us open us up in prayer? Sure. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 We bless your name. Father God, we thank you and we praise you. Oh God, we magnify your name. Truly there is none like you, none before you. Oh God, tonight we come before you. And as I come before you, mighty God, I ask you to wash me, cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Oh God, I ask you, mighty God, to wash me from everything. Sin. Oh God, and forgive me, mighty God. And Father God, I thank you for forgiving me. I receive your forgiveness in all the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Oh God, tonight as we come before your mighty God for Bible study, Lord, I ask that you open our hearts and our minds, mighty God, so, oh God, your word will be receptive to our hearts. Father God, I want to thank you, mighty God, for our pastor, Pastor Marie Chang Daly. Oh God, I thank you, mighty God, for keeping her. I thank you, oh God, for strengthening her. I thank you for providing for her. Oh God, I just thank you, God, for what you're doing in her life, what you continue to do. Father God, I thank you, mighty God, for this prayer line. I ask you, God, that you saturate your line, mighty God, every connection, oh God, with your son's precious blood. Father God, I ask you, God, that you be there, be no disturbance, mighty God, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, tonight as we go into your word, oh God, we want to thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Oh God, I lift up the speaker minister, son of Burton, to you, mighty God, and Father God, I thank you, mighty God, for the things, oh God, that you bring forth from your throne room, oh God, the things that you have placed in our heart. Father God, I thank you for each and every member, every person that will tune in to listen. Oh God, tonight I give you praise, I give you glory. Hallelujah. Father God, I thank you for being here with her, with us, have your way and your way alone in the mighty name of Jesus. Mighty God, I want to thank you. I want to give you praise. Have your way, mighty God. Mighty God, I ask, mighty God, that you'll move mightily in our hearts tonight upon this line, oh God. So when we leave from this line, mighty God, we will say it was good to be here and truly the Holy Spirit speaks again. Father God, I thank you and I bless your name. And I ask you this in no other name but your Son, Jesus Christ, and our Lord and Savior. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Awesome. We're going to have an awesome time tonight, and I'm going to start this off by um, I'm going to open up the line for your testimonies and your praise reports. Praise the Lord. 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 I'm excited. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, praise God. I, I'm, I'm glad to be 
here, one more, one more. I'm in line. I thank God for taking me home safe. I thank God that I drove to work. And, you know, it was, it, it's been a little bit crazy out there, um, especially when you reach certain time of the evening. You know, people being overtaking, you know, one lane, you know, like it's two lanes, they're overtaking you when the road is clear and it's not supposed to. So I thank God for, 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 for divine protection. And I want to thank God. My sister came and looked for me yesterday, and she blessed me with little money. It wasn't much, but it, there's much when God in it. And, of course, I didn't keep it from, I didn't keep it to myself. So I thank God. God bless each and every one of you. And that is my testimony. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 The line again is open for your testimonies and praise report. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I bless God um, for another day. I bless God for... Um, life, health, and his uh, continuous supernatural strength. Um, I bless God for his continuous mercies. I bless God for his uh, miracles. I bless him for making ways out of no ways. I bless him for continuing to uh, show himself strong and mighty and uh, faithful and true. Amen. 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 You know, I have to say, God has been awesome, and he's been great. And, you know, um, through it all, we got to understand, God, just he is just awesome. You know, he is not man, he won't lie. I mean, we can quote all the scriptures, but from my personal experience, I love the fact that God loves us no matter what, that he has such an unconditional, un- unconditional love for each and every one of us, and that no matter what we've been through, no matter what we've done, he is still there for each and every one of us. So that's my testimony, just to praise God for being the God who he is. I mean, sometimes we, you know, sometimes we don't understand somehow some things happen, but I know we have a God that loves. Amen. I'm opening up the line for one more testimony praise report. Amen. Oh, yes. Um, Praise God. Um, My niece, Baby um, have an asthma attack, and mm-hmm. um, I asked for prayer in the prayer group, and of course um, she's doing much better. They're gonna release her tomorrow, so I I, I thank God. I, I truly thank God because prayer do work. Um, mm. If pri- if prayer wasn't working, every time something happened, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, any time of the night, she texting me. She calling me. So prayer do work. And even my niece, Alia, um, she, she, something was going on. We trying to ask the prayer. And Alia is, is home, come to my house last night and giving trouble as usual. So I, I thank God. I thank God for, the, for this praise report. God is truly, he is awesome. And he's a reward of them that speak him. So let us ask God. So when somebody asks us to pray, let us pray knowing that. It is already done, and we know that that is a healer. So that's my praise report. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You know what? God is so awesome again. And I thank you again for a special response. Thank you for your testimony, your prayers report, because, you know, what the one message we all want to get through on this line, that prayer works. And that we pray for one another. We pray without ceasing. 
See, that is what we are. But you know what most important God wants us to know? He wants to know his word. He wants us to know. He wants us to know how to aid to defend the faith, not only just defend the faith, but how love his life, learning how to be. It's not about learning how to be a Christian, but it's learning how to live a stable life in him. See, sometimes we, sometimes um, the world want to sway left and right, and we can say all those things, but he wants us to show um he wants us to teach us in the book of First John, going into there, is that learning how to fellowship with God produces, you know, people say the Zoe life. I'm going to say this. God wants us to have a great life. He wants us to have this, you know, y'all always hear me say awesome sauce and all that stuff, but no, seriously, he wants us to have an awesome life. And to have that awesome life is to have it through his son, Jesus Christ. To have that, okay, um, to say have that awesome life is to um, is to know walking with him how how to know to walk with him and how to respond uh, to respond to the God of love and uh, before we get started I'm gonna say Prophet Bob when you want would like to pray before we get started with the lesson tonight Amen Amen Praise God I've been on since. Uh... Nine o'clock. I'm on talk show. That's probably why you didn't see it okay. on the other number. I didn't. I know I didn't hear you. That's all I know. I know I didn't hear you. I'm I'm quiet. I mean, you know, I've had an awesome day with Gina, sitting on the couch listening to contemporary Christian music. You know, so I've had a great day today. Praise okay. God. Praise God. Father. I repented earlier when I prayed for Gina and anointed her with oil. Between that time and right now, I could have made a mistake. I could have failed you, Father. But, Father, I know you are a faithful and just God to forgive me of all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So I lay before you, Father, the sins that I did wrong today, and I pray every night before I go to sleep and repent and name the sins. But if there just be one, Father, that I might have forgot to tell you, forgive me. I know right now I'm forgiven. Washed in your blood, in Jesus' name, amen. Father, it's an honor to be here tonight. I've heard the testimonies, and I love testimonies. Some people don't like it. Some people don't want to let other people know what's going on. But I've been doing it since I got saved. And I'll shout it until I go home to be with you. And so, Father, bless your people tonight that have come. Bless our pastor, Maureen Chen Daly, and her family. Cover them under the blood of Jesus. Apostle Messenger Desiree Robinson, continue the work you're doing in her back area, and heal her, deliver her, and set her free, and touch everybody else on the prayer call. Some have come, some can't make it, but Father, even if they can't make it, they can still be blessed, because you are the blesser. Father, we love on you tonight. We honor, we adore you. We thank you for your presence. Your presence is there for us in any need we have. And you are the supplier. So do what you do best, Father. Do miracles, exploits, deliverance, 
financial in every aspect and area of our lives. You are an awesome God, and we love you. Take complete control of the prayer call tonight. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 I agree. Amen. 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 You know, um, tonight, <clears throat> tonight we're still in the book of First John. Uh, right now we're on the topic, uh, finishing up a little bit on the topic, testing the spirit. Uh, that is going to be chapter, if you have been following along, that's going to be actually chapter, third chapter, First John, third chapter, 24th verse through fourth uh, chapter, uh, sixth verse. And we're going to go into a little bit of that and then go into loving others as God loves us. Uh, just a recapping, you know, reason why we're talking about testing the spirit, I'm going to be honest, y'all. I'm so t- I've heard that saying, we got to test the spirit by the spirit. And then, you know, and my mom was like, what do you mean about test the spirit by the spirit? That sounds so weird to me. And I've heard so many people, and like people, I've heard so many people say that, but I don't even think people have a clue what it means when you say you test the spirit by the spirit. So that's what we're going to go in tonight. See, what we have to understand producing, um, and I always start with these topics so we are consistently on top, uh, on topic. It's like fellowship with God produces a loving life. And so when you mean like, okay, what that means, what do that correlate with testing the spirit by the spirit? Well, what it simply means that you will learn when you when you love God. God has standards. God has provision, but God doesn't violate you. God doesn't do certain things. And what we're talking about now in First John, you have to keep in mind where we are right now. We're at the point in where Jesus has been crucified, and John's letter of love is to let his let the followers know how low what true love is knowing that how not to be deceived by the Antichrist, and here are the signs you need to be looking for. Because, number one, he is going to, because if you look at deceivers, or what we're going to go and they, the, what what he's trying to get everybody to understand is that um, God's love and how his love is displayed, for one, knowing the theology, because you have to understand what's the basic theology of being a Christian. And then you have a conscience and knowing. Because, you know, we are all destroyed. You know, we hear this so many times, but sometimes I wonder, do we take this accountable? Whereas most of, a lot of people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. And we know that's Bible, and we quote it all the time. But here's the thing we also don't understand either. Sometimes we don't even realize we're in a crisis that we need God. Sometimes we're so used to things happening because as the world happens, amen, we think that this is how it should always be. Not so. So as we recap and through first John third chapter, basically number one is theology. Everyone who sin is breaking God's law for for the all of the sin is contrary to the law of God. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins, so there's no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. But anyone who keeps sinning on and does not know him, uh, keeps on sinning, does not know him or understand who he is. So, dear children, don't be deceived about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous, even as even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, and they show they belong to the devil, 
who has been sinning since the beginning, meaning he ain't changed not one bit. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family do do not make a practice of sinning. That's what translates into our lifestyle has changed. When you see people, and it's kind of like we start sinning less, because as God teaches us and the Holy Spirit teaches us, we realize what is important and what is, we start doing, let's just say, the walk that we start walking is that it produces a loving life. And our emphasis is more on love and what love is. If you go back to Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind. We learn how, we do, basically we go back into Proverbs. We learn that what, A, we do not love violence. And then we'll see what's called, what, what we consider violence. The definition of violence changes. The definition of love changes. Even what I can truly say that we know these things. And everything lines up with the precepts of God. That's when we know, as you see people say, I don't do that. Now, you'll hear a lot of people say, I don't do that no more. Or I, do this, I don't do this because. Because they walk, because those things, let's just say they don't have a taste for those things anymore. As they want to draw closer to God, they let those things go. That means we come sinning less. But we learn that we have to love one, and through this message, we learn how we have to love one another. Um, we must not be like Cain, who belongs to the devil, and, and belong to the evil one, and kill his brother. That is why. And why he did kill him? Because Cain was doing what was evil, and his brother has been doing what was righteous. So don't be surprised if the world hates you. You know, most people say, oh, I got haters. You know, my haters is my elevator. Look, I'm not getting into all the semantics semantics tonight, but we learned that we'll learn how to love each other in the body of Christ. We'll learn how to work together in the body of Christ. Amen. Because if we're brothers and sisters in brother Christ, we won't we won't take the world's way of vengeance because he said vengeance is God's. And you see, we also said when we say the body of Christ, we have to understand what our human body does and related to the body of Christ. The brain never fights with the brain never fights with the lungs. And if the lungs start fighting with the brain, guess what? It's a disorder. The lungs never fight with the kidneys. Everything works in a symbiotic relationship. And that is what he is teaching us. This is what, as we grow in Christ, this is what we learn. Now, love and action. Love and action is different than in the world than it is in the body of Christ. Because, see, if we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we are passed from death to life. But a person who has no love is still dead. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. So we not we know what is real love because Jesus gave up his life for us. We learned that through this, this means that Jesus gave a sacrifice, a sacrificial love so we can have an obeying love, a righteous love, that we can love God freely. You know, um, so we ought to give up our lives for our brother and sister. If someone has enough money to live well and he sees a brother and sister in need but show no compassion, how can we love, be, how can God love be in that person. Now, y'all know that is my number one. Y'all know that is not my number one thing. Anybody who knows me, that's the one thing you're going to hear from me is basically, if I know somebody who's hungry, and if you're hungry, and you tell me you're hungry, and I have a peanut butter sandwich, I will cut half of it. Or better yet, if you tell me you're hungry, 
and I got $5, I will take my $5 and buy you something to eat. Or if I see, I'm the type of person that when when I hear somebody say they need a blanket, and I know them blankets on the Dollar General store for about, and, you know, we have one down the street. I know them blankets at $5 for down Dollar General store. I'll go find a good blanket, and I will give it to them. Because to me, that's what the body of Christ is all about. You know, we're supposed to, we're supposed to supply we're supposed to help our brothers and sisters out. But, you know, sometimes we get this, let's be honest, sometimes the world, um, sometimes the world, maybe we get hurt by the world. Sometimes uh, offenses come and offenses go. But then that's where we have to guard our hearts. And we have to understand how not to be deceived by the anti by by those who are antichrist. Now, when you hear the antichrist, you're trying to say you think of uh, most people want to think of the end time prophecy and the antichrist that is here. That is um, the spirit that antichrist that is coming. But what you people fail to realize, there have been antichrists all over the years. Antichrist simply means against Christ. Is any spirit a deity or spirit deity a person? who works in place of against Christ, against the moves of Christ, against the blessings of Christ, everything. He comes to deceive people because sometimes people are so hungry, so thirsty, um, as the young people would say, thirsty, but so looking for that living water, thirsty for living water, that they, uh, when somebody shows them things, they latch on to it because of the hurt and the pain and wounding. But that's what I'm here to tell you tonight testing the spirit, sometimes we have to understand so we don't be deceived that we have to ask God, we have to ask the Holy Spirit for a level of discernment. See, First John 4, chapter 1 said, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God, because there are many false prophets that have gone out into the world. And I can name a few. Uh-huh. See, when we learn from this passage that spirits behind those, there are spirits behind those false prophets. I mean, there are spirits of hurt. There are spirits of, oh, they simply just don't like the church. There are spirits of um, soulless spirits, uh, covenant-breaking spirits. There's so much that comes against a false prophecy. See, what we knew is true prophecy from God goes forth-telling as well as foretelling. Now, here's some things people say, well, um, and, and again, I always tell people, when you hear the word prophecy, don't be afraid of it because prophecy is not only words of knowledge. Um, not, it's actually uh, uplifting, encouraging words. But then if you look in the terms of theologians, prophecy is waiting for the, for the second coming of Christ. So sometimes when people hear prophecy, they want to, they want to actually um, put it right up there with psychics, which that's not the case. They want to put it up in something for size of soothsayers because that's the world does. That's not the case. See, here's the thing: the difference between a true between prophecy, prophets, and psychics. Psychics can tell you what they think they saw, what they see, your desires. They can tell you that. But see, when a prophet prophesies, prophet can give you. It's kind of like this: a prophet can tell you what's going on, but he also can put the lid back on it. He can open up and say, hey, this is what's going to happen. But, you know, if you come to Christ, like Jonah, when he gave the warning to Nineveh, you know, he told him, hey, you could, you know what, if y'all don't repent, 
this land, y'all are going to be destroyed. And you know what? He was there for people to repent so God could hear their land. I mean, we have to think of we have to think about these things in a little bit different way, in a way of discernment. See, anyone who correctly as, uh, exhorts the word of God based on what it is, or based on what the Holy Spirit has taught them, is prophesying, where it's preaching, teaching, witnessing, or foretelling. Therefore, um, this, the verse applies to those who call them. You know, I'm not going to say call themselves apostles and prophets. I'm not getting into that tonight because anyone can prophesy. Anyone can give you. If God tells, God will use anybody to get a word to you. Amen? Amen. But what we also have to know that First John 4 is speaking in a specific case. For those who are talking about Jesus, whether or not he's acknowledged that God has came in the flesh. But we think about the concept a bit we realize we're also applying anything that would degrade the character of Jesus, such as denial of any of the core doctrines, especially of the Trinity, uh, the dual nature of Christ, salvation, his second coming, and even the authority and the um, authority and the errancy of Scripture. So testing spirits is essentially making sure that we are in fellowship with those who really have the spirit of truth. Um, John 16, chapter 13 says, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you in all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will not uh, speak on what he hears. But he would tell you what is yet to come. Those who have been born again and have received the spirit, at that moment, a true belief received the spirit who is truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus Christ or, or those who have the spirit you know, we have to understand that the Holy Spirit is spirit of truth. We have to know that it comes not only to fulfill, it comes not only to gauge the law, but to fulfill the law. See, there's a spirit that has to go along with it. We understand, when we have to get into a little bit more that we know this is not a flesh and blood fight. This is a fight between princes and principalities. And we have to keep imagining that when people start talking about I would say religion or about things of Christ, we have to turn on those ears of discernment. Because basically, you will hear a lot in these, com- like back in the day, and I would say back in Jesus' day, you have a guy called Jesus, and he was going around saying he was the coming of Jesus. You had Simon Peter, um, not he, let me see here, yeah, you had him going around, um, Simon, fighting Peter in the square, and the theologians have counseled that. What we have to understand is we bring it back, bringing it back into our century. You have David Koresh leading people into a, a cult, yep. um, saying that this is what the spirit of, uh, what is the spirit of Christ, and this is how Christ moves. Um, go back a little further, the most known in my generation or not in my generation, a little bit before me, would be the um, Jim Jones cult. Uh, that's where the saying where don't drink the Kool-Aid. That's the one that has the most profound effect because I think that's what, especially with the advent of TV, that we actually seen thousands of people laying side by side as they had drank cyanide-laced Kool-Aid, saying that God told them to kill themselves because they were not going to be taken home alive. And that they had been in a trap, and very few people actually survived um, 
the Jim Jones massacre is what they call it. Um, he did not even die from the cyanide uh, Kool-Aid. He literally died because somebody shot him. You know, me personally, I had family member. Uh, I had a family member who we who my that left because of um, dealing with heretics and dealing with um, certain religious cults and co-ops and that kind of that led to deception because of what people have been hurting and what they're needing. And you have to be very careful. The one thing you'll always know about one of these people, they always give you an answer for your desire, but never really give you an answer for your need. See, what we have to understand that when we start getting into um, the Antichrist spirits and false prophecies, basically I log them under one category, heretics. And the reason why I call them heretics is basically they'll take uh, the small, they, they'll take a little bit of truth in the Bible, then they got to expand on it. They'll take the simplest of things and they will have a, they will add so much to it that it sounds really good to the ears. But when you start searching your Bible, you can't find nothing they said in it. They'll say it's a new type of rhema word or they'll say something. They'll use terms that we normally use uh, in Christendom. But they'll put such a spin on it, you can't, that it sounds really good. I always call it itching ear syndrome. It gives you a good case of the itching ears because it sounds good. You want to quote it. It's very charismatic. And then when you get to your Bible, you can't find it nowhere. See, what we have to understand that through all this, we really, we have to, you know, especially Westerners, we don't really think about the spiritual condition of liars and false teachers because of how we, because I'm be honest, we have a lot of information. We're, we would call it the uh, post-information age. And that we get a lot of information that goes through every single minute of the day. We got a computer in our hands. We got a smartphone in our hands. We can Google, uh, we can, Google can give us as much information than anything else we got. We don't even use a dictionary anymore. I don't think half these young, I said these babies don't even know what a dictionary look at because they know what Wikipedia is. They know they can type in Wikipedia, and they don't even know what an encyclopedia is right now. They can type in Wikipedia, and Wikipedia gives them the answers. Where is God? Look, here's my thing. You hand a, I, I'll be surprised. You hand an encyclopedia to, to a kid now, they be like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, for real. For real. Look it up. But yeah, I'll go one on them. I'll give them the CD because there's the CD with the uh, Encyclopedia Britannica on it. They're looking at me like I lost my mind. They're like, mm-hmm. what is this? Now, Google, why you just didn't Google it? You know, we have used Google so much. Google is not a key phrase. We all say it like, well, look, I go on Google. And I'm not going to look. I haven't did it myself. I'm sitting in the office, can't figure out a word, and I know it's illegal. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, this is, I know this word is a legal term, but I also know this word means this. And I go Google it. Look, it's gotten so bad with me. If I can't figure out where I am, okay, if I'm not looking for a Bible verse, I'll go Google it. I don't even flip the pages no more. I got all these Bible apps, but if I if I but if I'm really in a rush. I go Google it because I know where it is. I'm like, I'll Google it. It'll pop it up on Bible Gateway. Amen. See, we all are, and now, you know, information is, and sometimes because people know that you'll Google stuff, they know how to make that, 
like I said, the enemy ain't that. Look, the enemy ain't that dumb, and sometimes we ain't that smart. Um, it will put things out there in 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 uh best example. I don't like saying it because y'all know how I feel about political stuff, but fake news. I mean, that's what a heretic is, and nothing but giving you fake news every single day. It makes it seem like it's really real, but it's really fake. See, what we have to understand in First John 4, Chapter 6, that we're from God, and whoever whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. But we have to understand the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Sometimes you even look, sometimes it's a simple the spirit of falsehood is very it, it, it's very cunning in a way. Sometimes it's an anal or it's an article, a letter, an A or or on something, and you'll sit there going like, okay, okay, I can see you be deceived because Jesus says this, not and this. He only says this. And when you find a person who claims, now I'm not going to say who claims, but I'm going to say you find somebody who claims to be a Christian or you can find, or I call some of them embattled and hurt, they have gotten so embattled and so close, shut down and so numb, they don't even listen to the truth. They have no interest in it. They're looking at something to feed their soul wounds. They're looking for something that they have already tested and they prove it to themselves to be a spirit of it, uh, proving themselves to have the spirit of error. So we are supposed to, you know, and, and then when you cover Christians, the thing we have to understand, because we are in love, those are the people that we take them to restore them. We rebuke them now. We'll let them know what it is. But we also keep praying for them that they will repent. We will give them the opportunity. We'll give them the word. Um, I will have to say, in when I hear people talk now, Sometimes I can pick up what I can pick up certain things because I remember when I want to say I'll be honest I tell y'all everything on this line so y'all y'all might as well sit back for this one now when I was going through my moment I call it the um, I'm so smart I'm stupid and I'm so stupid I'm smart moment because like I said I could read I could pretty much read I would read anything and everything but. This is what I under, start understanding how hereticism started. They'll use the Bible, the core Bible. I remember one group because of Black Liberation. I remember it was a group called Black Liberation Radio, which, you know, if anybody who really knows me, yeah, I'm all about my black people. I'm all about my culture. And Black Liberation Radio was right up my alley because they play Christian music too. First Clint, hint, hint, clue, clue. So they are playing Mary, Mary. They're giving me good health, the stock ticks. These are things that, because the one thing that I was looking for in that time is like, how do I really apply the Bible being grown? Because I'm seeing that some things that I have learned or I had unlearned, things wasn't working out. Sometimes we're in a season that things are just not working out. Everything you touch a handle, you just like I didn't real. I did. I realized I was in a crisis, but I didn't know who to turn to. So, you know, um, I'm all about, I heard something one day that they had on one of my friends who wasn't a non-Christian. Um, he was starting to listen to Black Liberation Radio, and I was like, okay, cool, I'll listen to it because, um, I like I said, I heard them playing Christian music, and they were giving some Christian stuff. I'm like, okay. Well, as they started breaking stuff down, I started listening. First of all, the spirit that I was getting off was like straight anger. And I couldn't understand why every time I got off, I've, I've always been this way. 
when I got off of there, I was always angry to the point of one of my friends like, what are you listening to? I'm like, I'm listening to Internet radio. Whatever you listen to, turn it off because you're always angry about you always angry after you listen to it. Like, really? Do I sound that way? Because I didn't know anything was changing about me or whatever. Well, what they were doing is unpacking the gospel because the guy who was over this used to be a minister. Um, he unpacked it so to the point that, yeah, you're not getting your needs met because you're not applying this and this and this to your life. And you're like, yeah, I need to apply this to my life because you know what? Society, the you know, Yes, I feel this every single day. Like, he's speaking truth about how your feelings and how really it's going on in the world. But the one thing he started doing slowly is unraveling the Bible. And it's not like unraveling the teachings of Christ. And I noticed how easily how all of a sudden it was leading down to a way of an occult way. And I'm sitting here going like, okay, I know what that is. I studied that group. That's a dead that's a dead God to me because he started doing the, I call it the Oshawas or the Osiris. And I'm sitting here going like, mm, no, hold up. You know me. I'm like, I started thinking. And as I started investigating more and more, I was starting to put things like, no, nope, that's historical. That's doctrine. I don't know what that is. And I started picking it out to the point where, um, he was basically taking what I had learned growing up, Christian, uh, some of the theolo- theologian theories that I learned for growing up. He was applying it to the occult. And he was opening one by one, if you really listen to him, he was trying to open you up to do uh, practice magic, saying that we, since we came from Africa, that this was, that Jesus didn't apply to us. Uh, the day he said that, the day I turned that radio station off, I never looked back since. I was like, up. Oh, Pause. Mm. Last time I checked, ain't nobody helped me but Jesus. Gotta go. I probably one of the lucky ones because the friends who have listened to it, they 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 are still a part of it. What the deal was, he took what the Bible said and then started turning it towards what his desires was or what that person desires. What the hint hint clue clue was for me, and I know this is where. Um, it's one of his incidents that happened at the, his 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 church or his building, and he the what instead of that what I would think what a person who really loves somebody what they do they protect people versus started screaming and saying you we are trying to bring you to to the work to knowledge knowledge doesn't work that way. There's other prophets, and I've heard you know we I'm a little blunt about the issue to be honest. Because I really want, I have the desire that people don't get this, that people don't get deceived. When people start using fancy words and twi- and, and words that sounds good and catchphrases, my whole my whole heart is that I don't want people to ever go through that again, deceived. When you think Jesus has really left you and He's standing right beside you because He's He's Emmanuel. I don't want people when they hear people using certain terms that. You don't have to always, Jesus, God is always with you. He is already invite. When you when you came to Christ, when you came to him, he, he's been with you ever since. You don't have to put him, have to feel like you got to bring him in every time. He's already with you. There are certain things that I hear people say now I'm very careful of taking in because I've seen what I've done to other people. What I want everybody to be encouraged tonight that don't, when when it comes the Holy Spirit, he'll give you discernment. 
see, well, we have to understand that God is love. And as you know, when people, he just don't want us. The purpose of us doing this test in the spirit by the spirit is to know that we won't be, de- that we not be deceived. And that's the, that's first John second chapter 26. That's all he wants. That's the purpose. Because we want to live in fellowship with God and God who is like love. You know, isn't in Titus 3, 10th chapter, a man that is a heretic after the first and second um, admonition of reject. A heretic is basically defined, I'm going by Peter's definition here, is one who lays error alongside the truth, secretly introduced them to destructive heresies. Just like Dr. Hagen, when I was going to the to the listening to the Black Liberation Radio, he would give the truth, but he also inserted his errors about the truth. How what invoking means, and then he started inserting his errors about that. When he started using certain terms that, if and I'm not gonna say I, because I was brought in church to learn these things. No, I learned these things growing up. That. Certain words that they used was very destructive. Um, you have to be very careful these day and age, because in Second Peter, second first chapter, uh, second chapter, first verse. But there are also false prophets among the people who have. Who, but there's just as many will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereignty of law who brought, Lord who brought them. Bringing a swift destruction on themselves, so we have to ask God for this. We have to ask for discernment. Christians who are to reject those who preach a who preach a false gospel because they are condemned by the Lord. Galatians first chapter eight through nine. But even if we are angels, uh, even if we are or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than other than the one we preach to you. Let him be eternally condemned. As we have already said now that I say again, if anybody is preaching a gospel other than the one you accepted, let him be eternally condemned. Um, Paul, a foundational apostle, encouraged the listeners to test his teaching against the written word of God. He said for those who teach must not go beyond what is written. Acts 17.11 says, Now Bereans were the most noble, uh, were the more noble character than the Thessalonians, for they receive a message with great eagerness and examine the scriptures every day to see what Paul said was true. First Corinthians fourth chapter six verse. Now, brother, I have applied these things to myself, and Apollos for your benefit, so that you may learn from us the meaning of seven. Don't go beyond what is written. Then you will not take in pride in one man over another. I remember Amen. one time when I was a part of a group that um, another, I would say, heretic, false prophecy thing I I have witnessed. Or I was even, I was part of a group, and they were learning about prophecy, and I was all gung-ho because, again, prophecy was new to me. So, you know, since that was a new gift and this is supposed to be a school of prophets, I was cool because, you know, I'm good about a good teaching. I don't know, it's because I've been, I guess, because my parents are teachers. So, like, if it was a classroom setting or online setting, classroom setting, I was down to listen here to there see what you're really talking about because, you know, at the time I was searching for answers on, like I said, searching for things that I knew there was greater. 
And I'm like, okay, prophecy. Nah, okay. I've been with a couple of prophets in my day. No a couple of prophets in my day. Okay. Let's see what this was. Um, this person literally, he was telling he was raising up a school of prophets. And I'm sitting here thinking like, how can you raise a school of prophets? Okay. You know, I was intrigued. I'm telling you, back in the day, I don't know. Lord blessed me just. He blessed me. I'm telling you, he blessed me to get me out of situations sometimes, y'all. So I'm listening to this guy. He's talking about he's going to raise a school of prophets. I'm thinking, like, how can you raise a school of prophets and God, God has to do that? Okay, watch me. That was the first one. Hit, hit, clue, clue. It's always about him. Second is, my thing was he sends this email, crazy email out to everybody a part of the group. And was saying that before we could see Jesus, we had to see him. He was the master and he was the master prophet and before we could see Jesus, we need to see him before we see Jesus. I said, I'll see you later. That is how Amen. I was like, up. Oh. I like, I'll see you later. You know, we have to understand to, as believers, we are to be discerning. Like I said, every story I'm telling you tonight is about myself. And if I'm hitting home with somebody, y'all, we pray for, I, I'll pray for you. I'm just telling you stories about myself. I mean, I can tell you so many stories. You can ask me a question nine times out of ten. I always tell somebody, if you think something about to be stupid, see me, because I've either done it, thought about doing it, watched one of my friends do it. I learned a lesson. I, I, I learned a lesson where they had to pay for the knowledge. And so I just want everybody to understand these things. So as believers, we're supposed to be what? Philippians first. And I'm giving a lot. I know I'm giving a lot of uh, chapters out tonight. So, you know, we do have the playback on talk shoot. Believers, we are supposed to be discerning uh, Philippians, first chapter, 9 through 11 verse. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in the knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and what may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, fulfilled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Proverbs 15, chapter 14, the discerning heart seeks knowledge, but a mouthful of food feels feeds on hot folly. And I'll say that any minute. Uh, Proverbs 17, chapter 14, uh, 24th verse. A discerning man keeps wisdom in view, while fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. Proverbs 18 and 15, 18, 15 the heart of a discerning uh, requires knowledge of ears of the wise and seek it out. Proverbs 28 and 7. He who keeps the law is a discerning son, but a companion of gluttons disgraces his father. Proverbs 3rd, chapter 21, a son pre- uh, preserves the sound judgment and discernment and do not let them out of his sight. Although we're no longer bound to the Mosaic law, we're now under the law of Christ, or we're on the spirit of the law, which is love, and which is the Holy Spirit writes upon our hearts. Matthew 22nd, chapter 37 through the 40th verse, Jesus replied, Love the Lord our God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like unto it, love thy neighbor as thyself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Galatians 5th chapter 14 verse, for the entire law is fulfillment in keeping this one command, love thy neighbor as yourself. Uh, Hebrews 10th chapter 16 verse, this is the covenant I would make with them. After that time, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their hearts, and I'll write, write them on their, on their minds. 
So why do we test the script by why do we test teaching against scripture? Because we are actually commanded to remain in sound doctrine, to keep the faith, to follow the teachings of prophets, apostles, and Jesus Christ. Uh, that will be Second Timothy fourth chapter, Second um, uh, Timothy fourth chapter third verse. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, they're going to suit their own desires. And they will gather around them in great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Titus first chapter ninth, we must hold firmly to trustworthy messages that has been taught so that we can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. You must teach what is in accordance with sound doctrine. False teachers are liars. They don't remain a sound doctrine, I'm telling you. First Timothy, first chapter ten, for adulterers and perverters, and slave traders and liars and uh, perjurers, for whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine, we are warned by God to test every spirit by the spirit, because many false prophets have gone out. How do we test the spirit? Simply by comparing what we have learned and the prophesying to the scriptures. And if they're lying, and if they're living in the fruit of the spirit, how we know this? I always say the Holy Spirit is gonna give you will let you know. And you know what? Every time you examine things, it's always, to me, there's always, especially with prophecy, there will all be a comfort, uh, uh, there will always be a confirmation. So if you really, you know, sometimes when I hear people say some things, I'm like, mm, it just, I always say it doesn't hit my spirit right, so I have to examine. So to me, it's like, when you start, it's not only about your faith, you have to guard your faith. That means get the break, I always say break out the 66 books that we're supposed to be learning. And learning, I had to do that. There are things that I have been in the church, and I will always say I've, I've grown up church, but I know things. I learned very early in church, and maybe because my parents worked heavily in the church, I learned very early that I had to. Um, I had to decide what was. I always had to decide what was church doctrine and what was Bible. And maybe that's what helped me through the way of, like, deciphering things because when you're in certain churches and, like, and if you don't know what, you decide, what your laws or your bylaws or your church are, sometimes I'm saying, hey, I don't care if you're traditional, non-traditional, it doesn't matter. That's the one thing I tell everybody. Learn what your church laws and bylaws are because you don't know what some churches uh, prohibit the speaking in tongues, for example. Some churches... Uh, marriage is not defined by a woman and a man. Marriage is defined by two individuals getting married. And I'm really, and that's the truth, because there's a couple of churches in Atlanta. I've seen them. I, I, I don't understand. Those are things that we have to learn. To me, if no matter where you come from this, when you first started, I always tell people, and I'm going to have to stop saying this, I always say I'm born and raised AME and I know sometimes if you're not AME, you don't, I always say you don't really understand what we're saying. What I'm basically saying, because it came from a certain church, a certain denomination, it was drilled in me God had a method, and God does things by method. So being how that was drilled into me at the early age from my, I, I'm really saying from my, I'm going to say from my dad, because I think these are words that I hung on. There is very few words I really hung on to, but that was one that I hung on that said methods meaning we just thoroughly learn by methods and this is how and how he broke it down for me. So every time I always see what God does, I look for the pattern, I look for the method 
And if I don't see the same method or the same pattern, I'm saying, mm, no, nah, I got to look, I got to investigate more because that doesn't go with how God does things. And sometimes people hear those words of traditional churches, non-traditional churches. It's all about the method in which the gospel is given out and the gospel is received. That is it is as all. It is not this, it's, you know, people get afraid of structure sometimes because I'm going to tell you, sometimes people grab hold more of the structure than they do the Bible. But that, again, that's also heretic. And we have to understand in Second Corinthians 13, chapter 5, verse, we got to examine ourselves to see what, where, wherever you are in faith, test yourselves. Do you, do you not, excuse me, do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. Then we got to test our own words and actions and see that we're lining up with our faith and sound doctrine. Six, uh, Galatians 6, chapter 4, verse, each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself, whether he's comparing himself to somebody else. How much do and you know most people are like, oh my goodness, this you just you just drilling it out. How do how are we supposed to test everything? Everything. How do we supposed to test? Do we test everything? I'll tell you, yes, test everything because guess what? You reason every day. You know good and well if the light is red, you're not gonna run a red light. You know you read your driver's book to figure out what is a U-turn, and you keep those laws consistently because you know what? If you ran that red light, you're going to have an accident. You're going to kill yourself, put yourself in harm's as well as others. Amen. You know good cooking. You know that unless you memorize the recipe, you know if it's, you know if you need to dredge your pork belly so you can fry it and have it crispy on that side, you know that recipe has not changed since, since, the, in, since the invention of dredging. Uh, pork bellies and pork rolls. If you bake a cake, like I do, I'm now I'll bake a cake in a minute. You know good and well if you deviate, deviate unless you have a substitute. You know if you want that recipe, like I said, a certain a recipe, like I would say my grandmother's uh, pound cake. I know good and well I'm not deviating for that recipe because the key active ingredient that she always told me not to deviate from was swan. I've been calling that thing swan lake flour. It's swan down south cake flour. I know if I deviate from that recipe, I no longer have her recipe. That is how we have to treat the word of God. That when we start deviating, we no longer have the recipe for God that gives us. We no longer have those things that we're supposed to learn and have because we have deviated from the recipe. The whole thing about learning how to test the spirit is so that we can love others as God loves us. And that is what we'll get into next time. Because all these, if you want a key verse that we have going through tonight, the key verses was 1 John 4 through the 10th through the 16th. And all we want, what God is just desiring for us to walk with him. He's Emmanuel, and he wants to live in fellowship and he walk with us. He not only, he wants to talk with us. He wants to tell us. He wants to show us his whole life. He has a life of, of just an awesome life for each and every one of us on his line. But he wants us to have sound doctrine. See, when he tells us for real that he's giving us love, power, and a sound mind, you know he's going give us a re- give us a way to maintain it. So that's what first as we go into the first John's uh, first chapter, going into first, second, and third John, this is what he's telling us. He's showing us how to have love, how to have his love, his power, and a sound mind. Now that is what I'm in with tonight. That 
you know, that is my conclusion on test the spirit by the spirit. Or better yet, if y'all hear me, a lot of times you'll hear me tonight. Now, is that really Bible? Hold up. Is that Bible? Or you'll hear me say something, I'm like, ah, oh, that's Bible. Um, so uh, I'll pro- that is my conclusion. I'm going to stop right here. I might finish up a little bit later on next week, and we'll go into loving others that God love us. So right now, okay. I'm going to open up the line. And if you have something, like I would say, even I always say that's Bible. If you hear the statement and you want to ask tonight, like, you know, what does that statement really mean, we can all always unpack it. So I'm going to open up the line right now for your comments, your questions, and your feedback. Okay, y'all are so quiet tonight, but I'm going to open up. Amen. Amen, everyone. (laughs) Amen. Glory to God. Um, Once again, thank you for this message tonight. Um, we have to test the spirit. And ever since last week, um, I remember he had gave us the um, homework of, like, finding out what um, sayings that people used to say or our family members said that we mm-hmm. didn't, at the time, we thought that it was, you know, the right thing, but it really wasn't. And then we found out when closer we got to God that that wasn't. So we was praying wrong prayers and stuff like that. But ever since then, um, all week long, God been showing me so many stuff as far as um, I, I go on TV, you know, and I'm always on, like, the gospel channels and stuff like that. And he oh, was yeah. showing me all these different people this week. It was amazing. I'm on a little late because I didn't want to say something, but it was amazing. Oh. I was like, I seen the guy that, that would do the – he scream a lot, and he was talking some crazy stuff. And I'm like, Lord – like, oh, this is what she was talking about also. And then I was went to another channel, and then the, the guy that's saying that he's Jesus now, and I'm like, wow. And then I went to uh, the next day or so like that, it was another person on there, and they were speaking of um, saying about the um, the um, sword for a sword, two for a tooth thing. And then it was oh, another yeah. guy that said he's a new preacher, and that um, he had this um, – a lot of people follow him. Uh, I guess he got a big ministry. I'm not sure or not about that, but they was having people come to talk to him, and he was, like, cursing and telling people these wrong things and stuff like that. And I'm like, Lord, how did we get so far for these people to be on national television uh, um, um, seeing this stuff, got be- people believing them, and, and they, they staring them wrong? But I remember in the Bible that mm-hmm. it says that these things is going to happen. So we must, and I thank you for this lesson that you're teaching, because we must challenge all all of it, because it gets to a point to where, to where when you don't do it, you vulnerable to any and everything, and so and they so good with it now. The enemy is so good, oh, yeah. just like 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 the devil. He know the word. He was the main worshiper in heaven, so they know the right, right. right word to say. They know how to mix up the the the, the scriptures and stuff like that, and they just getting all these people sending them straight to the pits of hell, and and they not understanding that a lot of the times that you go to churches and. Or, or, or even if you at a church or at a different church you visit or whatever, that you must, when they give you the scriptures in the Bible before they preach it, when they preaching on it, you must go home or when you're there, write those scriptures down for you to actually go home and read, like you say too, you said that last week too, the 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 the, the, the chapter before it or the, or the verse before it and the mm-hmm. chapter or the verse behind it because we just get manipulated and it's so crazy that that, 
Um, it's so clear though. That's the thing. They they do it like that. They, that, that saying they used to say that um, they steal something right in your face. Like there's some person oh, yeah. that's like a real good thief. He do it right in your face. You don't even know. They be looking at you in your eyes, talking to you, saying one thing, but they hand in your pocket. And that's exactly what the enemy is doing right now. He got his hand in our pocket, looking right in our face, like he's for real about what he's saying, but he's manipulating us. And I just thank you again for this message for tonight. And and we all must be concerned about what we be hearing, what we got our children listening to. You know, because, you know, sometimes you'll put a gospel something on and thinking that, okay, it's all good. You know, it's, it's the, supposed to be a word of God. Have your kids listening to it. And maybe you walked out the room and you don't even know that this person says some things that's contrary of the Bible or twisting it all around. Now your kids done heard that and they thinking that's what the, the word is really saying. And it's really bad. And, and it hurts me to my heart because we in the, we in the, we in the time right now to where we must win the loss at any cost all the time, but we had a time right now to where, you know, the time is getting near. Jesus is coming soon. And so many people are so lost. And then we have the people that's in the right place in in, in the churches that can say the right things to the people or, or mm-hmm. you know, uh, minister to them in the right way, but they're not doing it. You know, they're keeping it to themselves. Right. So then you have the people that, and they can say to themselves that they know that that's not right or what the person said, but it's a business now to where, okay, I'm not going to say anything because if I do say something, I might get kicked out the church. That's how far it's not got. Right. Or I'm not going to say nothing because now the position that I am in right now or the church got me in, I will, I will lose that position. And it's so sad because at the end of the day, you're going to go to hell because you know about mm-hmm. it. And then you're allowing these people to, to take these words from these other people and you, God done showed you and told you that is wrong and you letting it keep going on and on and on. And for you know, you could give yourself more than you would have. So again, I just thank you for this and you always do it real simple and plain. I thank you for that because this simple words ministry and I just wish everybody can simplify it like you, like you, like you do and how some of the words ministry does it because like, a while back, we were speaking the same thing. Pastor Maureen was talking about it, too, also, that, you know, all these preachers and stuff want to say all these big words and say a, say a verse in the Bible, but then put their own input into it as far as that they saying these big words. Now a person don't even understand what you are saying. So now, now they they get manipulated that way. So now it make it easier for a person that's not really rolling with God but know the Bible scriptures to manipulate us. You know, and, and it's really sad. You know, and I just love Monday nights, and I just thank you again to continue, sister, to go deep and deeper and deeper, you know, and, and, and educate us, you know, because sometimes we we not too old to understand it or, 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 or to know what you're saying, but sometimes, you know, we get to a point to where we used to be doing one thing, but now we, 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 we walk in the righteous route, but we forget about where we used to be. So now those doctrines that these people are speaking about of where we used to be at, they said it in a, in a manner to, to not just to, to denimbulate you at that moment, but you will never get the true meaning of what God's trying to tell you because they done manipulate it. And then you have the preacher that's supposed to tell you the right thing, not saying the right thing. So now we just all right. discombobulated. You know, we just all yeah. discombobulated. So I just right. thank you again for this, for these Monday nights. You know, I'm always tuned in. And a lot of times I'm at work or working, 
you know, so I'm like, I'm not commenting a lot, but I really appreciate what you be doing. I just ask God for you to keep strengthening you, you know, keep giving you that wisdom because I'm praying for all of us to get more wisdom. I know we want houses, cars, money, and all that, but I know that if we have wisdom, all that stuff will come because we'll know how to go get it, you know. So I just thank you again, and just may God continue to bless you and come with these right now words on this Monday night to educate us to things that were we not forget about or forgot about, but, you know, it's not in our forefront at the moment because we're looking at a bigger picture. But when you look at the bigger picture without tuning up those fine little uh, things that we had learned from the beginning to get us to where we at, we will, will really be discombobulated. So I just thank you again, and may God continue to bless you, and I love you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I, I really do. You know, I just... I I mean, I'm going to make it plain for everyone. You know what? I've been through so much, and sometimes I don't want nobody to have to go through the lessons that I had to learn. And this is one of the bigger ones that I had to learn for myself because I was stupid. I was so smart. I was stupid, Prophet Antonio. I really was because I was on a search to see where God was. Like, I still believe in God. I still believe in Jesus. Now, nobody could take that away. But there were so many things going on, and I heard, like I said, I had, I mean, it got to the point that people were prophesizing false visions. I, I mean, I could tell. I mean, it was crazy. And so, you know, I don't want people to live that life that it puts you, to me, and to put in the best words, when you've been deceived and you learn that you live in a lie to a certain degree, it makes your whole world unstable. But, see, that's what God comes in because that's what his love, his love makes your, he, he makes your world stable because he gives you love. He gives you soundness of thought. And he and that's his job. And we got to learn that sometimes we have been under these false doctrines and teachings so much that to the point where we are in a crisis and we're unstable and we don't even know it. Amen. Amen. And it was just making me think about something that Jesus was in, mm-hmm. at 12 years old in the synagogue talking to the doctor, talking to the doctors, the scribes, and all that stuff. And and I and I only can imagine, oh, hallelujah, oh, man, but I only can imagine what they was trying to say to Jesus. Like, you so little. Like, they don't say that in the Bible, but, you know, just imagine it. You little. You don't know what you're yeah. talking about or you don't have the right doctrine. We've been doing this forever, for years and years and years, and we we know what we're talking about. But at the end of the day, the Bible says that they was astonished in what he was saying. So to, to say that, to say this, that we must all the time read the Bible for ourselves. And when somebody give us a scripture, we must go to that scripture, that chapter. And it's good in the Bible because a lot of the King James Version always give you a, um extra um, um, mm-hmm. verse at the end of like passages and stuff like that so we can reflect on what were they really saying so we must do it we must 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 do it you know I don't care where you're going at who you're listening to go back to that scripture for yourself and read mm-hmm. it and let and ask God though but ask God to give you the revelation on it so we would not be manipulated and I just thank you again mm-hmm. thank you I mean thank you Prophet Antonio again I'm like I like I try to tell people I hear things and I, you know, I've gotten to the point where my ears start hearing it. It burn. It's not even necessarily burns my ears. My ears start. Tw- I start twitching. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, hold up, let me break out. I'm gonna be honest. I start breaking out Google. Then I have my Bible. 
So I'll go back as far as go find find the Torah and get on the Torah and read it from Torah to King James just to make sure I got a true true understanding of what I'm hearing. And, you know, we just, like I said, I just want us to be, I just want us to be sound. You know, um, we have to understand, especially, and I think some of this I might touch a little bit more uh, next week and go into loving others as God love us, because I just want people to have sound doctrine. I don't want y'all to be deceived, y'all. There is so many things and so many people. When I would think of, um, like I said, when I used to growing up, if anybody know the, okay, if anybody really knows me about the about the witches and witches, witches of Oz, I always thought a witch had a green nose and had a cauldron. I didn't realize what Wicca was until I moved to Northwest Arkansas. And I was amazed. I'm like, y'all do what? Oh, because I'm sitting here going like, y'all, you you call yourself a what? I didn't realize what witches and warlocks and how masquerading in the church. I didn't know that was even possible because in my mind, you know, when I go into a church or I'm in a church saying they say Christ, I never thought that I had to worry about being deceived by the preacher because, that is how we got out. I mean, grow. I came up from where that if I wanted to make sure that I heard right, we went to the church to make sure you had. You, I was probably that last generation that you went to the church to get the information that you needed. The church either showed you what the uh, saying, hey, they true about this or not true. So when I had to go up and really find out all these things, I was like, whoa! I didn't couldn't believe. I just couldn't believe it. So thank you again. Thank you, Prophet Antonio. I want to open up the line again for your comments, your questions, and your feedback. Yeah, I wanted to say um, I'm going to go over this message tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I got a little bit sick here earlier throwing up and uh, diarrhea. But um, uh, what I did here is what... Uh, Gina and I are very careful, even in the way of a tele-evangelist. And lately, I haven't been on a whole lot of prayer calls. I've been testing it. And it's like the Lord saying, no, don't go on it. And the only one I'm actually on is this one. Where Mm -hmm. I, I can hear the infallible word of God, truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. And so it's our God-given right to, if we don't feel right about something, turn it off. And that's what we've been doing over here. I'll tell Gina, I don't want you to watch this. Shut it off. It's not good. And I don't even watch it. I would rather watch a a basketball game. You know what I mean? So, um, uh, or uh, TV land where it's clean and everything, like the old gun smoke and all of that from way back then. So um, I'm very careful, like I said. And lately I've been on a couple prayer calls that I didn't feel right, and I haven't been on them since. So we need to test it and be absolutely sure that God speaks to us and says, something ain't right here, my son, hang up. Or something ain't right here on the TV, turn it off. I praise God for the message tonight. God bless. Thank you, Prophet Bob. See, we have to understand these things. And what we're all learning, even I, you know what, my TV, because look, I was a, my grandmother has instilled, and I'm going to tell you one thing, and this is the reason why you would know 
uh, me and my cousin Matthew laugh about this, that uh, we feel that, um, what's his name? Uh, oh, my goodness. I can't think of his name for nothing right now. He's on TV and consistently. Literally, my grandmother gave to his ministry every week. We could not. Um, the one that walked with uh, Kuhlman, Catherine Kuhlman. Um, dang, what is his name? I can't think of his name. I want to say he got the white hair and walked with the robe. And I can't think of his name right now. But um, my grandmother followed his ministry so much that it got to the point that we would try to turn the TV like TBN, we could at night could not get. We had to learn how to bring, improvise because that TV was not coming off of TBN. Amen. And we made jokes about it. <laughs> oh y'all, trust me. You know what I do now? And the strangest thing, I call. I called my cousin one day. I said, I think I turned it to grandma. He said, What? I said, I went to. I've been going to sleep for the last couple of nights with the Word Network on running. And then he started left said. I had TBN on the other night, and we started laughing because that's how Grandma believed in getting the word in. You are gonna wait. You gonna go to sleep listening to the word. You gonna wake up listening to the word. <laughs> and yeah, I'm telling you, I, that's what happened, y'all. And now we, I laugh about it. But you know, we we uh we laugh about it now because that's how we remember our grandmother. But now we have to really watch out because. There are things on those channels that are just not really doctrine sound. I mean, like it says in Matthew 7, chapter uh, 15 to 20, verse, watch out for the false prophets. Uh-huh. For they come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. And by, by, and by their fruits, you'll recognize them. See, they'll wash, whitewash, and let's go back into Ezekiel. You know, they'll whitewash their, their deeds for you to give you the false visions and lying divinations to prove what they're saying. They always, you can know who a false one. He always want to prove that his prophet, he don't, he don't want to let God prove his prophet. He want to prove his own, have his own prophets, uh, prophecy proven. And see, we got to learn these things. We got to uh-huh. learn them. So I, you know, if sometimes some of the things you say is giving you an ouch type of feeling, as prophet Bob, you say you just feel out. Don't feel out. This ain't the time. This is the environment to learn not to have the ouch happen anymore. You know, Amen. I just want people. So if you feel like you know, if I'm saying something and it's touching you a certain way, I don't want you. I, that's not my intention. My intention is to get your awareness and be aware that you're officially in a crisis, and the word of God shall get you out of it. Amen. Um, so again, I'm open up the line for your comments, your questions, and your feedback. Amen. Amen. Um, just three words. God bless you. Um, Prophet Antonio, cover my part. Praise God. Thank God for you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm here listening. And, um, I'm not supposed to say this on the line, but I'm here listening and, you know, I'm taking it in. And I, I laugh one of your time because it is so true. Um, you have to really test the spirit. That I don't, I don't really, I don't really go on the um, on TBN. One of few people I watch on TBN. Um, one of few people I watch on on TBN. Um, distracting me. Praise God. So, but I thank you. I thank you. I I always hear my sister say, "God do not like how play. 
And I challenge her, I said, if you show me in the Bible where the Bible say that I'll pay you something. And she's still looking. <laughs> so I tell her exactly. there's nowhere in the Bible that say that. But when she find it, she, was, she, she should show me. So she said, I believe you. But, you know, she said, you know, I... I always hear people say that, and I think it was true. I say, it's a saying that they say, but if the Bible doesn't say it, it's not true. You know, exactly. it's a lie. So I believe she's still searching for it. I believe she's still searching for it. But I tell you, it's not in the Bible. I, mm-hmm. I've been to the Bible a lot of times. I've never seen that. And even though sometimes, each time you read the Bible, you see something different, something different. But I have speak to... Many elder persons who know the Bible, and I said, know the Bible, know the Bible, and right. they have they have not seen it. So, you know, you have to, you have to, you really have to. Um, when you, you know, like you visit some church and you are you watching the television and the TV, and then you hear they say something, you have to really check the scripture. So. I thank you, and I, I, I said three words, but I thank you. That's the prophet Antonio. I already did my little part. So God bless you guys. <laughs> good night. I'm going to sleep. Night. I wake up from 5 o'clock, and I didn't sleep. It's so a good night. I love you guys. God good bless night. you. Love you. Love you. Love you, Sister Monica. Love you. Good night. Love you, too. All right, the line is open for your comments, your questions, and your feedback. Yeah, my stomach is still rumbling. Yeah. We're going to pray for that, Prophet Bob, by the way. We're going to pray for that. Okay. Amen. Um, Amen. Like I said, there's so many things. And, like, now I'm looking into, and I'm going to be honest, there's certain things that I look into practices too. Like, it's just not even by people with itching ears. It's also by practices because growing up, and I'll tell you, like I said, a lot of these, these are my stories. And thank God, I'm, I thank God for the stories that I'm living through. Um, <laughs> baptism was one when I grew up because, um, like I said, the church I came from, I grew up in. Now, mind you, I'm going to just preference it. I grew up probably within three or four denominations because of how my family run. I mean, I went from CME, AME, Baptist. So I'm pretty comfortable in the church, <laughs> to be honest. I just tell people that. Um, I tell people that for starters. But um, the baptism thing growing up was the one for us because – you had the Baptist church saying we should be baptized in Jesus' name. We had the church that I came from that said you need to be baptized by the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Amen. you had three ways. Of, and Amen. you had uh, three ways yeah, um, Three ways that you could be baptized. You could be sprinkled, poured, or emerged. I'm sitting here, when I got the decision, I was like, y'all know y'all going to have to dunk me. This ain't, I'll because I was a teenager. I'm like, I know you're going to have to dunk me. I'm not going to feel like I got baptized if I got sprinkled, poured. And my dad would tell me the difference because he came from uh, the Christian Methodist uh, Episcopal Church. So he, um, he he pretty much told me, you know, pretty much laid it out. And my mom, coming from where she came, coming from the Baptist Church, uh, and my great grandfathers were Kojic, All right. uh, who planted planted churches in the Kojic. Thank you. Uh, planted 
churches in the Kojic, which is Church of God in Christ. So, um, y'all, my whole life was like, I didn't know what denomination I was, to be honest, because we took bits and pieces from everybody. So, with them, it was different, like, you should be baptized in Jesus' name. Matter of fact, I had friends who got rebaptized two and three times over, because they said they weren't baptized right. And that's when I learned, I said, I learned then. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Ain't they all the ain't they all the triune God? Does it really matter? We're baptized and we're gonna all be filled with the Holy Spirit. We all agree the fact that when you get baptized you're gonna be filled with the Holy Spirit. But everybody had a different way of how you're doing it. And I sit there and thought of it was like, Well, if God is Jesus, Jesus is God and the Holy Spirit is God, guess what? It don't matter. As long as I'm baptized in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, it really don't matter. And we had to really learn. Those are things that growing up, we had to learn those things because they had people going thinking they were baptized in error. And that's like living a lot. Like, oh, my God, do I really have salvation or I really do not? Oh, we had the laying of the hands. I'm not even going to get into that because I might touch a sore topic with some folks. But there's so many things that growing up, and living and living in a small, I call it a small community. We had, as teen, kids and teenagers, we had to decide what was right or if this is right because we're sitting there all together. We're sitting there all together, and we're trying to figure out what is the right thing to do. We're all Christians. We say we, we're Christians. We're going to live this life. Now, who said who's right and who's wrong? And that's when I learned things. That's when I started learning that you have to pull it out by the word. And what the word says, now there's some things I said I don't even care about because those are semantics. Like Jesus' name and the Holy Spirit, Jesus' name and Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to me that is a semantic. When you baptize, you're going to be baptized, you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit right then and there. Now, speaking in tongues, I believe in speaking in tongues, but I also believe that if God gave you a gift, that your gift is your gift. So after you got baptized, I know people who can exhort like everything and i'm sitting here thinking like now one time i've ever heard them speak in tongues but i knew they had they they were led by the holy spirit there are so many so many things that people are trying to push out there and not maybe because of error and not being under not understanding it they lead people to the spirit of error because simply because they because of how your introduction or how the holy spirit worked with you now that's another one but like i said I leave those aside because those are in our walk, and we have to ask the Holy Spirit daily on how we need to do things. So tonight, Amen. I'm gonna I'm gonna close it, leave it here. We're gonna pray for pray, and leave it there because you know what? I can talk all night about this. This is this is near and dear to my heart because I had I didn't even realize this, y'all, until I turned till like five years ago. I always knew my dad had a um. Y'all, I think in this next summer, you probably hear me quote my dad a lot, too. So um, I always hear my dad say stuff. So as a kid, I noticed I always loved stories. So I remember all the old stories about who they told or who happened, what happened to this. And, again, we all raised, I told you, we raised around the church. So I hear a lot of the stories of how uh, I love stories. Like I said, I love history. History is the best drama ever written. Um I read history literally like a soap opera. And I sit here and I listen to the stories. 
I just know my dad how he was very strict and hurt people feeling sometimes when he told them they always need to go to seminary or they all need to do this. And he always, and I couldn't figure out why. And I said, because, you know, again, we talking about if they're led by the Holy Spirit, why would you need them to do these things? And I was asked questions, and he said, well, God put teachers on this earth, and that's why he has them for them. And I'm like, true, you're a teacher, my mom's a teacher, gotcha. Okay, got it. You know, those are things I learned, but later in life I find out that he went searching for my aunt who got tied up with an occult and with a, a supposed to be one of the, uh, with some bishop and got tied up in a cult. Find that out at my unparthenous funeral and was shocked the living daylights out of me. I heard bits and pieces, but I used to like be like an awe. I knew my mom knew people from my hometown went with the Jim uh, Jim Jones cult. So every time Christian misses system and how we talk about um, word of knowledge, some people are really afraid about that, not because they're afraid of the gift. They remember this cult was big to my understanding. This thing was like rock star big, like Catherine, right up there with the Catherine Coleman's. You know, this was rock star big. And people just get, sold all their possessions, and he was giving them everything they want. He, if you wanted Christian Mrs. System, he gave it to you. If you wanted them to be like wisdom, he gave it to you. But he gave it to you with a thought of the element of fear. He had them going through fear drills, like if they come, you're going to drink this. And he tested them so to the point they were – they were so desensitized when it came to the time it actually happened. They were so desensitized. They were in the practice, and they didn't know if it was real or not, I think. Or when they knew it was real, they had been so desensitized, they didn't even know they were supposed to fight or they were in a crisis. And that's what we have to know what the level of discernment is. So tonight my prayer, my, my prayer for you is to learn. Y'all, I mean, I'm hit, my desire is for people to not get deceived, not walk in deception because it hurt me. I've been while I've been asking God to relieve me of offense, offenses that happened years ago because of people doing stuff in error in the church, in error, and otherwise hurting me, my family, or loved ones that I know. And it's just like I want people to understand. Get in your Bible. I have to do the same thing. It's not an easy thing to do because we have to realize. This is not a Westerners text. This is a Middle Eastern text. And by I say Middle Eastern, it came over from the east into the west. The first Bible Bible, what we would consider our Bible, was commissioned by uh, Constantinople, where I think that's where we come with the 66 books. But before then, it was the Torah um, added to the books of the apostles, the Gospels, and those were probably, I think, was in Greek, I believe. So, we got to understand this. So I don't want people to be, you know, I don't want just people to be misled simply because it sounds good. So that's my, that is just my prayer. It's not my wish. That is my prayer for people to learn. Learn so they not be deceived. Learn that they can teach their kids not to be deceived. Learn from your mistakes. Don't let your mistakes be a, a curse. Don't let your, genera- don't make generational mistakes to produce generational curses. That's it. All right. Now, are there any prayer requests? Okay. Um, let us pray. Father God, right now, wash me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, deeds, thoughts, and actions, anything that's not of you. I do want to repent and receive your forgiveness and no other name but your son's name of Jesus. 
You're my Abba Father, my El Shaddai, my Elohim, and I give you praise. God, I thank you for this lesson tonight, Father God. God, I just hope you write this. I allow the Holy Spirit, God, each and every one of us, allow the word to be written upon our hearts so that we won't forget it, Father God. I thank you for leading us out of even, if we've been in a spirit of error, Father God, we do want to repent. If we believe false messages because it gave us itching ears, Father God, right now we collectively repent. Father God, we want to hear your truth, your word, your will, your wisdom written upon our hearts so that in the days of trouble that we remember and it will be sound to us, Father God. And, Father God, right now, let's apostle by appropriate, Father God. We I command that ailment in his stomach to be I command his stomach to be healed right now. Whatever ailment that is causing him upset stomach, Father God, I command it to cease and to desist and to leave him right now in the name of Jesus. Lord. And I command this lining of his stomach to be healed, Father God. Father God, I ask you to right now to calm his esophagus right now in the name of Jesus. Oh. Father God, I lift up those who are needing needing a healing from you right now, Father God. I speak life over their I speak life over their bodies and every 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 demonstrative cell in his body that's at that's working out of order. I command it to stop. And if it needs to dissolve, it shall be disease shall dissolve and leave right now in the name of Jesus. And we speak order to the body. We order to the systems as you first ordain the part of this earth, Father God. And tonight, God, I just thank you tonight. And I give you all the honor. And I give you all the praise tonight, Father God. And tonight, Father God, I ask you to allow us to go in peace. Peace in knowing that no matter where we've been from now, that you will give us, you will teach us your word is not microwave, but it's an everlasting, it's an eternal word. That no matter what we go through, we can always hold dear to your word, your will, your way, and your wisdom, Father God. Um, so tonight, God, I just thank you. Tonight, I praise your name, Father God, because there's no one, no one like you, Lord. Father God. I just thank you right now, Father God. I praise your name, Father God. Oh, God, I just thank you. And you know what, God? I just thank you for your peace. Thank you for your love. Yes, Lord. Thank you for your guidance, God. Lord, I am, we are blessed. And we're we're blessed with, we're blessed. We're blessed with your favor. We're blessed with your glory. We're blessed with your healing. And I thank you that, you're, are, you're, that you have milk. imparted your wisdom among us, Father God. Okay. That you have imparted your spirit, the Holy Spirit among us, so that we will know all things. And tonight, Lord, may the Lord, and as I speak this blessing over everyone tonight, may the Lord bless and keep thee. May the Lord shine his face upon thee and gracious upon thee. The Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Leave with God's angels, everyone, and good night. Good night. Have a good night, sis. God bless. Good night, everybody. Good Thank night. you for praying. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Love you all. Love your daughter.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.